How are you? Welcome to the show, Sports and Hip Hop with DJ Mad Max. We have one of the nicest artists out, straight out of Staten Island, on the rise here. Goes by the name of Abby Jasmine. Welcome to the show. How are you doing, Abby? I'm doing well. I'm I'm alive, so that counts for something, right? 100%, especially through the pandemic and everything. How's your 2022 going this year? It's going well. Um, I'm just... Sorry, my dog. Um, I'm just... I'm just making music, man. Just trying to, yeah, that's what I'm doing. Just making more music, just living life. That's right. That's all you can do. And you're pushing your career forward. We're seeing the rise of what you're doing in this industry as an empire. And your your management was telling me that you're wrapping up your next project. When can we expect yeah. that? I'm, I'm finishing it up now. Um, Hopefully by like summertime, everything will be like really, really, really done. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm really excited about that. That's tough. We're going to be looking forward to it. I know you got some great songs on the way. Have you thought of a title for it yet? Yeah. So I'm going to call it shape shift. Just not, not even on no like kind of spiritual type shit. It's more so like, um, I find myself like just always being a different person, like just trying to <clears throat> just be what everybody expects from me. You know what I'm saying? So I always find myself, you know, kind of shifting into all these different like personas and all these different, you know, just states of mind just to like get through life. You know, you always got to be somebody for somebody else you know that's right and getting into an important album is who cares because you opened up about your vulnerability would you say that was the album for you that it best defines you as both an artist and as a person yeah um I think it helped me a lot just overall when it came to you know just trying to think outside the box of like what I was normally making I had people around me that was that were definitely like pushing me to just do things um, differently and to try to like, I guess, make the most out of it, you know, make the most out of making music, make the most out of my situation and things that I was going through around that time. So, you know, it just, it just ended up coming together just really beautifully, you know, but yeah. You did a lot of versions of that album and and even an acoustic version. Yeah, so I did do an acoustic version. Oh my god, my fucking dog. I'm so sorry. (laughs) So (laughs) so I did do a deluxe version and I did an acoustic version. And the acoustic version kind of came together on a it was kind of like it wasn't really planned, but I I always I don't know the feel that you get when you listen to something that's acoustic and like is it's a different vibe from you know listening to the songs regularly so I definitely wanted to do an acoustic version um I just did some shit with a live band for the first time so that was really dope to do I definitely want to get into just doing more things with um just live instruments because I feel like like, yeah, we can make a beat. Yeah, we can cook something up. But there, there's nothing that compares to, like, 
live instrumentation, you know? No. And, and so, you come from a musical background too. You know how to play the piano. Yeah, I do. I honestly, you put a piano in front of me now. Like I, I can, I still can work my way around it. Like I can tell you the chords and stuff like that. I could still play, but like, I gotta, I gotta tighten up. (laughs) (laughs) You come from the musical background and actually singing in the choir in the church. Yeah. That gave you the booster. (laughs) Yeah. um, My dad was a pastor. He was, he was actually the music leader at my church. So I grew up just, you know, every Sunday I would just be at church every Friday, even like damn near every day after school, I would just be in church. And a lot of that time that was spent, you know, um, because during the week, you know, there's really nothing to do. There's no services or anything going on. So it would just be me in this church kind of by myself while my dad, you know, worked and stuff. And they had this this tiny little chapel and it had um, a grand piano in it. And I would spend literally spend my days after school just sitting up there playing piano for hours, you know, until my dad would tell me, you know, it's time to go home. But that's just something I always remembered. I would always just like go there play some music I was in the I was in the choir at my church I was in the youth band at my church I was I was rapping I was doing gospel Gospel rap for a while yeah man crazy I I know that you hated that (laughs) (laughs) I know that you hated it at one point doing the gospel rap what was the I know that 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 was the reason why you got out of it but was there anything else behind it that strategically could point to why you just wanted to stop doing that yeah I don't think I just didn't think that it was me you know like it was it was fun and it was something that I I was definitely like I wanted to do music I didn't necessarily want to do gospel rap but just being around that you know that whole it just that was just my world you know just like church and everything so there wasn't really much like I can really, I could really do at that time. You know, Um, my mom didn't want me to make secular music. So I really had to just kind of, I just had to, I just had to do gospel rap. But after a while, um, as I got older, I was, I I realized like, you know, this isn't really what I want to do. So and this is when you found your path. I want to get into how was it growing up in Staten Island? How was your experience of growing up there? Word. Um, Staten Island. So I always say, like, I already kind of lived life in a bubble, like, just off of where I went to school, um, just off of just my my whole environment at that time was church and school and I I went to a school that was kindergarten to 12th grade and I had gotten in there I was in there from the time I was in kindergarten to when I graduated I I ended up graduating a year early because I don't think I could have done another year in that school just growing up with the same people so it's like you're in this small bubble already of like who you speak with. And then on top of that, 
you live in Staten Island. So it's like putting a bubble inside of another bubble, you know? But um, I think just living in a small town, everybody who comes from small towns, like they just have just big dreams and just ambitious mindsets, you know, because you want to get out of that small town. So yeah, my biggest thing, I always used to say, like, there was a curse of Staten Island. Like, people come to Staten Island, they they um, they move there, they have kids, and they stay there for the rest of their lives. And I didn't want that to be me, you know? So I, I, I just had to get out. You but relocated? I, I relocated, yeah. I'm, I moved out of Staten Island in... I, believe 2019 or 2018 mm-hmm. and I I haven't I ha- like I've gone back my, my family my mom and my dad still live there so now going back I love to go back because all the memories and stuff that's tied to you know just being in Staten Island but growing up I I couldn't wait to get off of that island but now nobody can really tell me shit about that and i love that <laughs> <laughs> but you're putting them on the map for sure with your career you're proving that you can make it out of staten island just like the legendary wu-tang clan you can't not wu-tang. think of staten island and think of wu-tang did you grow up listening to wu-tang because i know your main influences were drake Nicki minaj kendrick lamar and young Dolph. so i i didn't listen to a lot of wu-tang unfortunately um I like my parents are are a little older so like the music that they listen to were like the Temptations um, and Earth Wind and Fire and yeah like stuff like that so like rap music wasn't really a crazy like the most rap music I would get in my house was probably like the Sugar Hill Gang like <laughs> on some like old school hip hop rap like, delight yeah so I didn't listen to a lot of Wu-Tang growing up, but I I know I know casuals everything around me, okay? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, at least you're up on that. That's important. Yeah. That's a that's a trademark <laughs> song in hip hop. Yeah. Yeah. You started releasing your music on Vine and eventually your parents found out about one of your videos and I heard that yeah. they told you to go to your room or they came into your room and we're, we're yeah, not so, pleased. Yeah. So what had happened was my my mom <clears throat> I I was going viral a lot on Twitter. So like I was on Vine and stuff a lot, but like Twitter was really where I built like my my real like fan base and my platform. So I was going viral on Twitter like every other day, every other, you know, and it was only a matter of time before my mom and dad like found my accounts and found out what I was doing on the internet. And it was actually the night before my SATs. I'll never forget it. It was the night before my SATs. My mom came in my room. She was like, listen, is this you? I was like, yeah. I was like, this, this is me. And they actually made me stay up like all night the night before my SATs as a punishment because I don't know. I would, I I wasn't supposed to be on social media. I was like 16 at the time, 17. And that was just my punishment. I stayed up all night the night before my SATs still went in, still got a good, 
I got a good grade on the SAT. So that's great. Yeah, but she was upset. But now that like I'm older, like they look they look back at it. We all kind of laugh about it because it's kind of crazy. Like just the world that we live in now with social media is like, dang, getting mad at a 16 year old for it's kind of crazy. It is crazy. And and I'm <laughs> glad to hear that you still passed your SATs. That's what counts. I bombed mine and I don't miss tests like that at all. And, you know, yeah, I, I think, I think they're I eventually going to waive them for people. I think it's a system set up just to keep kids from going to college. Mm. It's crazy that you, that you put it like that because they definitely made SATs seem like they were the most important thing. Even, even the, the regents, tests that they that they were doing like now I was talking to my boyfriend's um little brother he's in he's in high school and and they said that they don't even need regents anymore to to graduate which is crazy because when we was growing up like if you didn't pass a regent you're you're not graduating (laughs) (laughs) and if you think about it it's crazy your whole career whether it's in elementary, middle school, it depends, and even high school, it depends on one test. It just doesn't make mm-hmm. any sense. Yeah, like you you can literally get held back like for one test. Like that was always insane to me. I, I wasn't really a big tester. Like I was I wasn't really like the best student either. Like I I I passed. I was like a B. I was like a B student, like. I was average. So I definitely I definitely don't miss that aspect of high school. I don't think I really miss high school at all, to be honest. But um, no. yeah, I wouldn't do it again. <laughs> <laughs> no, no one wants to do it again. Do not and, recommend. No. And, and I, I believe that you were going to attend college and you had to, you took a leave of absence. Is that what the story was? Yeah. So I was going to go to college. I was going to go to right there in Manhattan. I was going to go to BMCC. I went to go like do all my testing and and go see the school and everything and I didn't really know everything that went into going to college like just the amounts of paperwork and the and the amount of applications you have to fill out and the and the the what is it is it FAFSA or or FAFSA FAFSA yeah yeah Oh my God, me and my mom were just so like overwhelmed. And like I told you, I graduated a year early. I graduated my junior year. So my mom wasn't prepared to send me to college. My mom and dad, they weren't prepared to send me to college um, up until the year after. So they told me, you know, like, just take a year off, um, work, get a job. And honestly, taking a gap year, I feel like that was the best thing for my development as, you know, a person, because I was able to go out and meet new people. I was able to make new friends after, you know, I was able to have some some sense of independence, you know, after living my life, like going to church with the same people for for 10, 10 years, going to school with the same people for 10 years, you know. So I think I think gap years are important but if you like I don't know part of me still wants to have that college experience I think I'm I'm past um dorming now but 
yeah, I definitely still want to have that college experience. I, I've definitely been thinking about, you know, what I want to major in. And I just want to take a couple classes online still and still do that. You know, I'm still young. Mm-hmm. What interests you as a major? Because I interviewed someone the other night that actually accepted an offer to LIU and wants to get into music production. Would That's that be dope. something that interests you? So I, I've been thinking about um, just music, um, like engineering, things like that, because I'm really interested in, in just like that whole process. I, I like to engineer myself. I love to mix myself like in a crib. So I definitely want to get into that. Maybe, um, maybe I was thinking also like film, mm. something like that. Maybe like, I don't know if I do good behind the camera, maybe something more like acting or something like that. But I definitely want to do something involved in the arts. Like I used to want to like do psychology and stuff like that, but that's too much. That's too deep for me. At, at my big old age like I don't want to analyze people's minds <laughs> you know? so yeah um definitely something in the arts though yeah try everything that's that interests you because you're young and you don't want to regret it later yeah definitely don't no Instagram was an important platform for you because you found your manager through that platform and the manager reached out to you you got connected with your manager how did you start building your team from then so I actually met my manager. Um, I met my manager through a mutual friend that we had. Um, and I knew him through Instagram. Okay. Yeah. And he had hit me up one day to do a photo shoot for like his clothing brand. And at this time, my manager was still a rapper. So I get in the car and like, he's just he's just there and we kind of clicked I was I was I was like 16 and we clicked like we were cool um like he was he was literally just selling me weed at that point you know like it wasn't nothing crazy and when I moved out my mom's house you know I needed a place to stay and he you know opened his he opened his house to me him and his roommates like they were so cool to me they they let me stay there you know just held me down like during that really rough period in my life and I I didn't have a manager I never had management or anything and I I just kind of went out on a whim because we had been friends for so long and I just feel like when 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 making a team one it has to you have to always have people around you that you can trust you know and at that point my manager vice like he was the closest like like my brother you know like he was the closest person to me and the only person that I would trust to like really handle my shit you know so I think I think the biggest part of just making your team is just finding people that have visions that align with your vision so y'all could you know one help each other elevate into doing whatever it is you want to do and also just people that you can trust like it's a lot of slimy grimy niggas in this game like you will come across so many people with like wolves and sheep's clothing like literally all the time so yeah like I I think 
that's my biggest thing and my team I just want I just want my team to be like family you know I I'm just a very family oriented person and anything I do just has to be organic and feel like some family shit and that's important that you realize that you have to build a team based off of family because you hear the horror stories that are out there about artists that didn't get their publishing TLC new edition then you look at EZE and NWA and their situation with Jerry Eller who just took all their money from them yeah and and a lot of people you know they love to say don't mix business and pleasure and and don't don't work with your friends and don't and honestly for me it's the opposite it's like yo why wouldn't I want to get rich with my friends like some of my best work some of my my favorite moments of my career have been you know with my friend my boyfriend produces all like all my music you know wow it's like yeah like it's 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 one of those things that like if it works for you it works for you if if you don't want to mix business and pleasure then then don't but for me it's like it it just works you know 100 percent. you signed your deal with cinematic how to feel to sign a cinematic and why were they the perfect fit for you um i think i think at that time i was just um at that time you know i was i was really young and i needed help with you know, the financial aspect of, of things. Like there's a lot of things that you don't take into consideration when making music. And me at that point, I only knew about the music part. I didn't know there was an entire business, business, business level of it, you know? And, and they, they've really helped me, you know, just as far as um, getting me to the place that I am now and just, helping me sharpen my business mindset, you know, just like I, I've learned a lot, you know, just being with cinematic and, and just being with shapes. Um, and, and again, you know, they, they definitely were one of the, I, I told you like family is my biggest thing. So like they were very, a very family oriented company. Like I, as opposed to like going to like these major labels and and you don't get to sit down with the person that's doing your 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 marketing you don't get to sit down with the person that's that's shooting your music but like no like at cinematic like i was able to sit down and speak to everybody no problem you know like i could i could still walk in there like to this day like yo what's up i just walk in everybody's like hey what's up abby you know so definitely just like the family orientedness of the label is kind of what drew me in and and just needing that extra help. And already, you know, they had the roster. They had Joey Badass. T-Pain. And yeah, they had T-Pain. T-Pain actually got there um, like right after I signed, right after Joey Badass had dropped um, his last album. I think it was like All American. American Badass. Yeah, I signed right after that. They had did the campaign. They um they told me, you know, like we're doing Joey stuff and we want to like really like focus on you. So after after we're done doing the rollout for Joey shit, like we're going to work with you and and you know, they kept they kept on that promise. I signed right after that. Mm-hmm. 
I've heard you say in the past that you feel as though that you've spoken your whole life into existence. When did this occur in which you noticed that speaking your life into existence and certain things in your life, that this that was actually something that really happened and came true? Right. Um, my mom, my mom and dad always told me from a very, very, very young age that words have power, right? And you don't really like being a kid, it's like, all right, cool. Yeah, old nigga, like, get out of here. But like, when you grow up, you really realize, I think, I think there was a moment, like, I was just, I would just say people's names or something like that. Or I would just say something. And okay, this is my, this is the perfect example. All right. So I was Right before I signed the cinematic, I was literally the biggest T-Pain fan. Like when I tell you, I would be in like I would be in the little apartment sitting in the sitting in the living room, smoking a blunt and just playing like B, B, B-side T-Pain songs, like songs that nobody probably knew. But I knew them because I was just a big T-Pain fan and and then just the full circle moment of, of being asked or or when he even walked into the cinematic office and I was like, oh, shit, that was my first like even starstruck moment, you know, and even just being asked to go on tour with him. Like it, it was just like, wow, like, yo, I could say things and they can they can come true. Like, that's crazy. And even with music, you know, like I'll, I'll say something in my song, like just just to say it, you know, and, and that should be coming true. Like music is, is a crazy thing. Like it's almost like, I don't want to say magic, but it's like, it's just crazy what, what can happen. Like when you put intention, you know, behind music. So I would say that's, yeah. Like, but I've just been doing that my whole life. Just anything that I wanted or even like subconsciously, I would just be like, I want that. And it just kind of happens. And it's weird. It came into fruition. Yeah. Like life is weird like that. It is. I know something that was very important to you and you were speaking into existence for years and it happened was that you performed at Rolling Loud. Yes. We used to, we used to sit on, we used to sit in our little like one bedroom apartment. It was me my business partner rich like and my manager vice and we would sit on a on the couch tv on the floor and we would watch we would watch double xl um interviews and we would watch rolling loud performances and i used to always say like yo i want to i want to go to the double xl office i want to i want to go perform it rolling loud was definitely like the top of the list so when they hit me to do it i was almost like are you serious like, I, I was I was extremely nervous for Rolling Loud, but it was so fun. Like, I had a really good time. Are you speaking any other venues into existence next? Because there's always got to be a step up the ladder. Shit, maybe maybe Coachella or Coachella. Lollapalooza or something like that. Coachella is definitely, like, on my bucket list. Even to just go. Like, I just want to go. Like, yeah. It'll happen. Definitely, yeah. I need, I need, I need all that. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It'll happen for sure. 
An important right. song I wanted to get into with you tonight is First Day Out, because originally you thought about putting Benny the Butcher on the record and Smoke Dizza came about and he was the perfect fit. Yeah. Um, so that song was like literally the first song that we had made out of quarantine in 2020. I think it had been like like maybe six months. Yeah, it was like around, about six months that I hadn't like been in the studio. I was kind of just enjoying just um, the feedback from Who Cares because we had dropped Who Cares right at the the height of the pandemic, like 420, we had dropped Who Cares. I wasn't about to stop my rollout for a pandemic, but that was, First Day Out was the first song that we had made um and yeah like the way it came together like I said I'm I'm just a very organic person and we literally had called up Dizza because my my boyfriend is from Harlem so they already had that relationship and <clears throat> and literally he called Dizza I was like yo I got a song you know that that we're working on and he was like, send it to me. And he got me, I think he got me the verse back. Like, I don't know if I'm remembering this wrong, but I think he got me the verse back really fast. Like, if not like the day of, like the next day, he had That's got crazy. me that verse. That's quick. But we, yeah, we were we, probably the quickest turnaround time I've ever had from, <laughs> from anybody. <laughs> but yeah, we were going between him and Benny the Butcher and and just like, this is this is big bro like since I got to cinematic he was looking out for me like just really you know just really looking out for me so yeah I love Dizza I always wanted to do a song with him anyway so it was perfect it came together perfectly will you be considering working with Benny the Butcher in the future he's coming off a pretty oh, crazy yeah. song I, right now oh with Johnny gosh, Peach Caddy so many rappers that I want to work with like I I love I I really want to go bar for bar with with people but I'm I'm not there yet so (laughs) but I definitely want to I definitely want a song with Benny the Butcher um Rome Streets is another person that I want to do records with um yeah and just really just really I, I love the rappers and I think when I sing like and just I hear my singing with a rap verse like it just does something for me you know what I'm saying so um yeah definitely want to do more songs with more rappers Benny's on that list shit J. Cole's on that list especially after that that Benny J. Cole song that they just did like that Peace Caddy <sighs> insane some of the craziest bars i think i j cole is j cole is a different type of man <laughs> with the pen like <laughs> i i think benny to me is it feel i feel as though that you think j cole did his thing on the, he did to me i feel like benny i think benny got him do you really yeah i think benny that got is him. so crazy that's so crazy maybe some of benny's bars went over my head then because i i just like j cole like and I like I I listened to a lot of J Cole like growing up like I I listened to um, Born Center was probably my favorite J Cole album for a really long time, but I don't know just on that song the way he delivered the way he started the verse like 
it was it was it was crazy it was a really good j cole verse like he was spitting he was spitting and it's 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 not very often either like we get a lot of humble j cole you know what i'm saying it's not very often like a lot of features he's been doing lately he's been talking his shit and like i'm here for the shit talking j cole phase like like that humble shit, sometimes it got to go out the window. Sometimes you got to tell niggas like, yo, stop playing with me. And that's what I feel like he did on that verse. So I'm going to go back and listen to it, though. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to write you and be like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> I get what you're saying, though. I, I could totally, it's understandable if you think J. Cole got him on that track because of the whole, I'll put your favorite rapper neck in the noose. I get that. And the whole how he's going to hell if he has to get on a track with your favorite rapper with the features yeah. i get that there's it just to me benny i feel like benny's more hungry right now because this is a guy that's been trying to make his way into the game and get his for respect years. and he's that time i got my respect for 15 years jake cole's mm. been had his respect he's, he's mm-hmm. had his respect for a while now so benny i feel as though he comes in more aggressive mm. i'm gonna i gotta listen to it again i'm gonna listen back and and i'm gonna dead write you Cause we going we gonna continue this conversation. We have to. When when Benny says that catching chickens line with that Rocky reference and bringing validity to Griselda, yeah, and he's got some he's got some bars on. No, nah, he got bars. He got bars. He does a hundred percent. You got to get on a track with Conway and Dave East too, or some other yeah. rappers. Yeah. Oh, I fucks with Dave East. Yeah, Dave East goes crazy. Yeah, Dave East is nice. Future and Young Thug are, are your other two favorite rappers you love to work with. Future, yeah. Future, Baby Keem. Uh, baby Keem. I was gonna get into Baby Keem with you. What, what is it about his music? Baby that spe- yeah. What is it about his music that speaks to you? Because I know you're a big oh fan of his. Gosh, I think it's just the energy I get when I listen to Baby Keem. Like he is just so good. Like, and I just fuck with the whole PG Lang. Like the things that they're doing. Like. The videos are always just crazy. Like, uh, he's just one person that, like, overall, he has the total package to me. Like, yo, he makes good music. He has great visuals. I fuck with the whole, like, brand aesthetic, whatever you want to call it. Like, Baby Keem is just one of my favorites right now. I fucks with Baby Keem. He's so hard. Feature coming soon. You've worked with some greats already. You have. Yeah. Wop That 4000 was another one. We love, yeah, Guap is dope. Guap is so fire, too. He He's definitely underrated, too. Like, he has bars. Like, he be spitting, too. He's definitely he's definitely underrated. And doing my research, I know that you love playing video games. If you could script your own video game, how would the storyline go? Oh, shit. It would probably, because GTA is one of my, like, all-time favorite games ever gta 5 love that game i've played it multiple times it would be some gta shit but with a woman like in the you know what i'm saying we haven't had a gta with like a bitch really running shit um so yeah something like that would definitely be my my go-to um yeah, I like games. I I just like open world concepts of games. Like I like I like the idea of like, yeah, I could play the main game, but you know, if I get tired of that, there's there's other missions I could do, you know. 
so yeah, I, I I would make an open world game, some gangster shit about bitches just killing bit just killing niggas and stealing cars. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Abby Jasmine, <laughs> blood on the sand, like Fifty Cent's blood on the sand. <laughs> Crazy. Twenty twenty two is the year, I think, for you. I think you're really going to make some strides out here. What are you doing besides releasing a new project that you plan to take your career to the next level this year? Um, I definitely just want to tap into other lanes outside of music. Um, maybe get into some acting this year. I I want to do. I want to um, accompany my album with a short film. You know. So people can see some of my acting chops because I feel like I can do it. Like I just haven't, I haven't been in the position to where I, I've really been able to like show off, show off my acting. So I definitely want to get into acting. Shit, maybe even write a jingle or something. That's always been like a dream of mine, like to write a jingle. I don't know, man. I, I just feel like I'm, I'm 23. I'm living life. I just want to do whatever but I also want to make money. Yeah, that's important. So. <laughs> <laughs> got to make money because you got to live. So you got that, that right. Sky's the limit for you. Uh, I'll tell you Thank that you. right now. Sky's the limit. Thank and you. And we'll be looking forward to the new project. Anything else you want to let your fans know anything about the upcoming project? Anything else that you have on the way? Shit. Um, just stay tuned because I got a lot in the stash. Thank you to my supporters. Thank you to my fans for bearing with me because child, this music shit, it does not, it's not easy all the time. Okay. Sometimes you want to quit. Sometimes you want to be like, "Mm, maybe I should do something else. But like, I really have like dope supporters that they just, they just fuck with me and you know, they make doing this a little bit easier, you know? Um, and yeah, to everybody who doesn't know me, hey, I'm Abby Jasmine. Follow me on Instagram, everywhere at Abby Jasmine. Spotify, Apple Music, Abby Jasmine. That's it. Shake That's right. On the way. That's right. Abby Jasmine, I want to thank you for coming on the show here tonight. I had a great time Woo! speaking with thank you. you for having me. Of you course. Great. I love this. Thank you. You're always welcome on the show. Anytime that you have anything that you need to promote here, thank you for what you're doing for hip hop because you're an artist that I put in the category as either hip hop and R&B because you can do it both. MIA, Point of View, Poland Spring. You got the songs out here. Keep going with the drive that you got going and you're going to get to the top soon, 100%. Thank you. I really appreciate that. Of course. All right. Yep. Uh, enjoy the rest of your night. Take care. Stay you safe. You enjoy the rest of your night too. For sure. And, right. and shout out to Myra for, for setting this up and getting everything yes. going back shout and out forth. to my bitch Myra. Yeah. That's right. Abby Jasmine, enjoy the rest of your night, all right? Later. Take care. Later. You too. Take care. Bye.